Hi, this is Mish Hancock, and you are listening to Mishmash, a place where I get to talk to the weird, wacky, wonderful people of this world, people I adore and want to know more about. Today, my guest is Lucas Rugley. Lucas is the executive director of Love the Lou, which aims to restore St. Louis through transformative actions. I love it. Hi, Lucas. How's it going, Mish? So when I first talked to you, I was really intrigued that you, you decided St. Louis is the place that I want to love. St. Louis is the, I, I feel called to do for the people of the Lou. Let's talk about that. Yeah, that was like well over 10 years ago now. Um, my wife and I, we were living in Portland, Oregon at the time and uh, really did feel a call back to our roots back here to the Midwest, back to St. Louis. And uh, we love it here. Um, and, but I was a little surprised, honestly, back then, because I assumed we'd be in Portland for, for a while. And uh, once we made the, the switch, then a great time. But it, you listened. We did, yeah. You listened. So, yeah. and you're in North City, which could use love. I can. Could you, so let's talk about, talk about your existence in North City and all that you guys have done so far. It's a lot. Yeah. I mean, I know, but highlights. Yeah, we moved, uh, I think it was 2011, we officially moved uh, into North St. Louis. Uh, we're on Enright, kind of close to Sarah. So we're above the Central West End, north of the Del, the Del Mar Divide. And uh, at the time, nobody was really talking about um, any kind of division that we had as a city. Uh, so this is pre-Ferguson. This is, you know, anything before Michael Brown. And, and, um, and so we had noticed, we had noticed these, uh, these pockets of St. Louis that were, that were really healthy in and of themselves, um, as small communities, but, but also isolated from each other, operating kind of like small towns next to each other. Um, and so there was a lot of division in St. Louis that we were seeing as well. Um, and so we wanted to make a difference and, uh, moved right into the heart of where we felt like the biggest need was. And with that really just intentionally wanted to show loving actions to neighbors. Uh, and so it's been a 10 year journey now. It's, uh, there's been a lot of ups and downs to all of it, but as I've gotten to know the people in North city, uh, what I've grown to realize is that uh, we've got a, not only a ton of good here, but the solution to uh, a lot of the problems that we would see in on the north side uh, is living in the city already. So let's talk about some of the solutions because that's always that's difficult to find solutions yeah. to big problems. So we when we first moved, I met my neighbor Miss Sharon. And I'm Ms. a fan Sharon, of Miss Sharon. I have not met Miss Sharon yet. I want to meet Miss Sharon, but let's talk about Miss Sharon. I wanted you to go there, so let's I, go. Uh, I I twisted her arm to try to get her on this, uh, and she was just you know she's just too busy with retirement to to join us today. Um, I love she, it. So she was one of the first people we met, um, and she's just a force. Like I mean, there if you go through the neighborhoods here in North St. Louis you'll find these matriarchs that have been here, born and raised. Um, that's Miss Sharon's story. She, uh, 
she she grew up on the north side, grew up on Enright. Um, she grew up one block over from where she's at now. Um, and so for all her life, this is all she's known. Um, and she's one of the good ones. She, uh, like I said, she's a force, but she's the type of person that when you meet her, um, it's going to be her way. Uh, and that's a good thing. Like that's a really, that's a really positive her way thing. is a good way. Right. Yeah. 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 So, um, so getting to know her, um, you know, and this is years back, but that was, that was one of my first um, introductions to this idea that, that the city can be transformed from within uh, because I saw the way she took care of little things, you know, and on our block um, in 2016, like there were like seven shooting deaths on our block. So there's, there's an intense um, culture uh, that can happen at times where, where it's just a culture of fear because of the violence and I watched as as Miss Sharon handled that, and I watched how I handled it, and she just kind of wrote it out. And then there was a certain point where she just kind of got fed up with all of it, and she said, "Enough's enough." And uh, she called all the neighbors together, uh, formed a block unit, uh, called at the time. Um, I think Sam Dodson was the chief of police. She got his cell phone number and was just calling him every day, telling him about you know, how he needed to do something about the, the problems here. And, and she just, she just took over the block um, and essentially ran out uh, uh, anybody that would want to, uh, to do harm and uh, reclaimed everything. I'm amazed by it because that's, I mean, that is really, we all wish for better, but as you said, if you're, I mean, if you're going to get transformative change, there has to be an action. And she took action. Yeah. And this thought that, you know, within our neighborhoods, there are people that are the Miss Sharon of that neighborhood. It's yeah. like finding the Miss Sharons out yeah. there. Yeah. And so, so our organization really has taken a turn uh, in the last few years to saying like, yes, you know, and we've got hundreds and thousands of volunteers wanting to do good, wanting to love the loo. And we, we plug them into different projects, but ultimately it's not my project as much as it is. Okay. What does Miss Sharon want? You know, and I could list at this point, I've, we've got, you know, name after name of the matriarchs and, and, and just kind of city leaders that exist within North St. Louis. And so anytime we've got groups coming in, which is very consistently, um, we're just saying, Hey, what do you want? How, how do you see this city change? How do you see your neighborhood, your block changed? I love it. And, and, and you guys do you have so many projects going on. I, yeah. I was, I would mean, just combing through Facebook. I was like, wow, the, this is why you don't sleep a lot, Lucas, <laughs> That's you right. a lot That's... Of, but, but talk about all the projects that you have going on. So, um, I mean, there's so many needs in North St. Louis. There's, there's, there's a lot of physical need that we have here. Our communities have been uh, just over decades neglected, um, you know, and we could get into all the, the why that is. Right. Uh, but, but even without getting into it, um, it's just very obvious. Um, when you talk to neighbors inside, they can list um, a myriad of needs that they have personally and then, and then also needs that they're seeing. And so, um, we've made up our mind kind of from the get-go that we wanted to, to show love 
Um, and that if we're going to say that we love, that we're going to have to begin meeting these needs. Like we're going to have to back it up with some action. And what has surprised me is that um, that those actions are are usually really simple. So it fits into actually three categories where where most everybody needs help with uh, their home, uh, either owning a home or getting into a home, or if they if they are renting or owning, uh, just help with the upkeep. So so we've we've been able to take volunteers and funnel them into housing. You'll talk to people and, and they'll say that they need help with jobs, uh, finding a job, keeping a job. Um, and there's a pretty big gap when it comes to being in North St. Louis and actually getting a decent job where you could earn a livable wage. And so our goal is to fill in that gap and to use volunteers to uh, to do it. And so to bring in all kinds of different professions, all kinds of different, you know, whether it's soft skills or life skills of any sort, and uh, to to surround uh, specific neighbors with those skills so that they can be raised up and and uh, in, in the workforce. And the third area that we would see is kind of this, um, you, you talk to a lot of the moms and they need kind of help with, with especially when kids get to their teenage years. Um, they don't know what to do with them. We see a lot of gang activity. We see a lot of, you know, kids that would be turned out of the house. Um, and, and maybe, you know, like it, it just apartment is too small for them. Uh, and so they're out roaming. Uh, and so we've started a student mentoring program. Uh, and it's really just taking kids in specific neighborhoods and surrounding them with all kinds of new opportunities that they wouldn't get in the city. And, uh, and through those opportunities, we just see them raised up. And I so, love that. yeah, it's, it's, I mean, it's those three areas, but it's all kinds of, I mean, you name it, we're probably doing it. You're, you're, uh, you've got gardens. Yeah you've got, yeah. yeah. You've got so many, and you know, and teenagers, I mean, are a restless bunch. They, they need, they need that energy funneled into something positive. Yeah. So, yeah. and that's a, I, I, I think that's brilliant. Because if you don't help them funnel that energy, somebody else is going to. Yeah. We had uh, in, so in 2016, there was a gang that had formed on our block. And I knew all of the kids and, and they were kids. Like, like this is not, like, I guess whenever I thought of gangs, especially not living in North St. Louis, you think of like Tupac or Biggie, you know, like you, you think of like, like these guys that are just like hanging out of cars and right. Um, but that was not what this was. Um, this, these were kids that um, were lost, you know, they, they were hurting internally. Uh, they had lost a couple of friends. So they were angry. And I was the white guy, you know, passing out bottled waters, just trying to like come alongside them, like, you know, pat them on the back and Jesus loves you, that kind of thing. And, it, it wasn't doing too much for him, you know, like, uh, and, and I saw, I saw in, in just a couple of years, kind of the devastation and the destruction that if you don't have something that you can look forward to a way, a pathway of getting out mentally, not like, not just out of the city, but just mentally right. something for you, um, then you're not going to make it in, in the city. And so we saw most of those guys either uh, shot and killed or, or end up in jail. Um, and it was, it was just a, it was a brutal couple of years. Um, and Miss Sharon and I, 
had all of these conversations uh, back and forth about how to handle it. And I kind of followed her lead on it. Um, and, and she went the direction of, you know, forming a block unit and really banding neighbors together. Um, while she was doing that, I kind of went the direction of, of organizing like a mentoring program, like something that we could, that was positive that we could give kids instead of the streets, we could give them something, you know, uh, different. And it was more than just bottled waters. It was more than just words. It was like, how can we give them some resources? And so the younger brothers and sisters of those original gang members were our first uh, group of mentees. And uh, they've now graduated. They're actually, we've got a few of them that are actually leading the mentoring program now. Uh, it's amazing to see. Oh my and, gosh. And we're talking like, like just, just a little bit of love, just a little bit of opportunity. And uh, these kids are taking advantage of it and they're running with it. I think sometimes it, it just takes that one person to step in and be a mentor. I, you know, I mean, that's, that's, it sounds so simple, but it is so impactful. It yeah. makes a huge difference. Wow. Oh my gosh, Lucas, this is just amazing. I love this. Oh, I just love it. I mean, you know, I get it. You, when you were talking about, I really felt it when you were saying, you know, here I am, this white guy giving, you know, come on, Jesus loves you. Well, okay. <laughs> really? Exactly. I'm not seeing it, you know, <laughs> right? Um, how does Jesus love me with this one? You know, so the <laughs> fact that you, you are honoring these people that really need help, but then making them part of the solution and showing them. I mean, how many of these, um, I don't even know what to call them, block mothers, you know, how many of them didn't know they didn't know that that's who they were? Because it's easy not to know how awesome you are. Sometimes you have, it's, it takes someone pointing it out to you. We had, uh, so there's a lady named Tawana um, and we call them people of peace. So it's, it's just people within the neighborhood that we know that if they get a little bit, they're going to run with it. And there was a church that wanted to do something transformative in the city. So they, uh, they bought a house and they rehabbed the house and then they gave the house to us, but then essentially to Tawana uh, as a rent to own. And we had, we, we had known Tawana for years. Um, so we had known like what she's capable of. But we, she was, she's the type of woman that when you meet her, she's, she's got an inner strength to her. And we, we realized if we can give her a little bit, she'll, she'll, she'll use it and go with it. Uh, and she'll end up serving everybody else. And so she, she got this house. It's a rent to own. She's the first one in her entire family lineage ever to own. Um, and that just, you know, that, that blows me away there, but like she took this house and as part of the agreement, she's paying rent, but she's also volunteering some time. And we signed last year, January 1st. And then a couple months later, you got this COVID thing happening and she started collecting groceries and, and we, we worked together as a team. And then we actually got with some other groups and formed this mega team. And before you know it, she was passing out groceries on um, immune compromised, you know, immunocompromised or, or elderly families' doorsteps each week. She had like 20, then 40, then 
by the end of the year, wow. she was reaching out to 180 families a week. And she had like this supply chain, like, this. I mean, there were trucks pulling up on Enright and dropping off stuff. And she's, you know, and all of that, like, what we couldn't have ever dreamed of that being a scenario when we, when we first were signing a lease to, you know, a rent to own and putting in this volunteer clause. Um, but we knew she's the type of person to handle responsibility. We knew that if she just had some opportunities, she's going to go with it. Um, and she does not disappoint at all. And so like, the sky's the limit for Tawana and she's, she's just one of the few, you know, I mean, there, there are plenty more uh, people of peace in North St. Louis ready for their opportunity. And then when they get it immediately giving back. Um, and so oh it, my it's community change one person at a time, but it's really effective. Good job. Love the Lou. I love <laughs> it. That's well, so tell people, no, go ahead. What were you going to say? Okay. So, Thank thank you for, you know, the, you know, we'll pat ourselves on the back. So Jesus changed my life. And one of the things that Jesus said, he does this parable of a sower where he's like, you know, like our job is to cast out this seed, you know, and it's like this and it, and it falls on different types of soil. There's four different types of soil. There's rocky soil. There's soil that that burns up. There's soil that gets eaten by the birds. But then there's soil that's good soil and it, it bears fruit like a hundred times. And what I see for the city is when we find that good soil, when we find that person of peace and we just pour into them. And I, and this is tricky because like it, really what you're doing is you're just constantly saying, Hey, I want to pass out love. And I know that 75% of the time <laughs> it's not going to work, but that, that 25%, that one person is, is going to bear so much fruit that it could change the scope of North city. And so I truly believe that that's why we're here. We didn't, we're not, completely crazy. We didn't just move into the city um, because we've got the answer. Like, I feel like, like there was some wisdom passed on um, to us in that. And so that's really our goal is to, to kind of find those uh, that are going to be that good soil, pour into that, invest in that plant there, and then watch it spread. Amazing. So where can people find out about Love the Loop? Um, you can go to the website. That's that's probably the easiest way. Um, and when you, I think it's uh, there's there's a button to click there that'll that'll say I want to you know donate time or give time or give money. Um, we're looking for practical ways for anybody to give. So it's not just uh, yes, we'll take you know your your big checks and stuff. That's great. But um, even even as uh, as good as that is, just as important is somebody's time, you know, coming yeah. down and offering their time, gift. talent, or treasure all, or all three. three. Yeah, yeah. That's time, talent, treasure. That's, that's what not-for-profits need. Right. So, so going to our website and saying, here's what I have to offer is great. I think info at love uh, or even the, any of the social medias will get to us. Very cool. Yeah. So I want to ask you some, some questions. Um, you know a lot about St. Louis, and I'm positive have seen parts of St. Louis that a lot of us have not seen. You know, from your perspective and what you've done, what what's something surprising that many of us may not know about? Okay, I'm I'm so glad you asked. Oh, well, I'm uh, glad I asked it too. Then, uh, did you know that there are 30 caves 
underneath the city limits of St. Louis. No. We've got 30 caves. I came across it. I forget which book. It was a St. Louis book I was reading. Um, and there was like an old map. So like underneath Vashon High School in North City. Like, okay, this, this is exciting. This like, is so cool. Like there's a vacant lot next to Vashon that's got like the sinkhole. And I'm almost positive that there's like a cave underneath there. I probably, like, I don't think we can just go dig, you know, because there's probably something like we can't, we're not probably Like there's like not an entrance or a Yeah, music. yeah. Like it's like a scare, very scary, very claustrophobic way to get there. <laughs> that, like a lot of the caves have been like boarded up like over time. Like back in the 20s, uh, they would like during prohibition, like they would open up like these speakeasy caves underneath their city. So a right. lot of the breweries are actually like built on cave systems here in the city. So um, that is surprising. That's so cool to know. So, Did, have you ever checked one oh, out or figured oh, out? So this is bucket list stuff that we're talking about here. Um and and I, I would get in trouble for steering Love to Lose mission off course. But if I could start <laughs> if I could start cave tours in the city, I would I'm like we anybody need, that wants to do we that. We need splunkers. Where's I'm, our splunkers out there? Right. I, am, I heard and I, I don't know if this is on I don't know if this is true, but I heard uh, the city museum creator and I forget his name. Um, I forget his name. Oh two. Oh sorry. It's, it's gonna come to me in a second. Uh, but I heard that when he was creating, when he, so he buys the building, you know, it's this old abandoned factory. I'm looking house. right at it actually. Yeah. I, so, I literally where my loft is, the city museum is my view. So I heard that when he bought it, he intended to buy it and to drill down and to find a cave system underneath him and that he was disappointed to find that the cave wasn't underneath him. And so he built caves up. I don't know if that's true or not. Uh, but I'd like to think it's true. And, uh, and that, so when you go into the city museum and you see those caves, right. it's, a, it's an homage to, uh, to the 30 caves that we have. Under, the caves of St. Louis. Ooh, I see this. I see yeah. this as being, a you know, when people come visit, here's your next tour. We, we got to be talking about caves. I love it. Oh my gosh. Well, now you got me thinking. All right. We'll, we'll find that person. There's, there's somebody out there that knows how to yeah. get into some of these caves. Somebody's yeah. out there. Can you that, please, can you please let me be in, in with that trip? I want to go spelunking with you. Yes. All right. My St. Louis Spelunker, upset, but, wherever but you in. are, <laughs> come find us. We want to talk to you. Oh, that's so cool. That is so fun. I am so glad I asked you that. <laughs> now this one is just kind of fun, but what is your favorite coffee blend? Okay, I'm not, I'm not a coffee drinker at all. So we spent five years in Portland. I'm not like a real good beer drinker or coffee drinker. And so all my friends in Portland were just constantly upset with me. And so, so anything <laughs> chocolatey is, uh, you know, so as close to hot chocolate as it, as it can get, I'll take that. So, gotcha. um, so yeah, I, now I, like I'll drink coffee just to, you know, not to be the, the odd man out, but man, it's you not get a natural. pressured into it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. There's a lot of peer pressure on coffee too. So you, all of you that are coffee drinkers, you don't, you don't realize what kind of burden you put on, 
on guys like us. So. I'm sorry. I won't make you drink coffee. But nowadays you can go into, you can get, you can get things that have coffee in them, but you would never know. Yeah. And I guess I'm, I'm kind of a sweet tea type of person. So, gotcha. So that's, that's my, uh, that's my go-to. Is that your drink in the morning? Uh, yes. If I'm, if I'm needing to get some stuff done. Got ya. I have a friend, my friend, Bob Anderson, and every, I think whenever I picture him, I see him with two humongous things of tea from Panera. He, I think he goes there every day and buys the gallon sizes of iced tea from them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> You're that's a thing. Guy. Yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. I'm, I'm, I lean a lot more that way than, you know, whatever, whatever it is you coffee drinkers have got. Love it. Love, yeah, I'm a, I'm a huge coffee drinker. It's, I, I feel it is the nectar of the gods. I can't I'm, live I'm sorry it. to disappoint you, Mish, on that one. <laughs> That's okay. We can still be friends and we will splunk together. Yes. We will go splunking. So this one I ask everybody and, you know, anybody who is, is on this pod, podcast has proven that they are an extremely kind human being. And I do believe that we can always take our kindness up to the next level. So we're all here to learn about kindness. So have you personally um, like witnessed or given or received an act of kindness recently that we should talk about? Hmm. I, yes. Yes. I, so, and she's not going to watch it uh, and she's not around, but my wife uh, does not get enough credit for, for who we are as, even as an organization, but for who I am. Uh, so she's often in the backgrounds and, um, she, she serves our entire family like tirelessly. Uh, so I'm going to have to say her, there are others, um, but specifically, you know, like just even like last week, like there's a lot of examples of where like I was tired last week and she was encouraging me to get a nap. Um, she's, she's also not a pushover, so I should not paint her in this light of like, I mean, she's extremely strong, uh, but also very kind. Um, and super to, supportive. To all of us. Yeah. What's so her I'm, name? So Elena. All right, Elena. Just super lucky to to have her. Maybe she does need to watch. She needs to, she needs to see this so that I can get some bearing points there. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll give her a call. Say, good. Good. Thank you. It's all good for you. You should listen to this. How many kids do you guys have? Four kids. So, Ooh. Oh, okay. Right there. That just tells us how Elena is. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's a lot of, that's a lot of work kids. So one is a lot of work. Four is (laughs) times four. Yeah. I know. know. Very awesome. Well, all right, Lucas, thank you. I am, I am crazy happy that we got to meet. It's been really good. It was Sean, right? That introduced us. Sean Sims. He's, he's actually working for Love the Lou now. Is he? He is. Oh, so, cool. Thank you, Sean Sims. For uh, that, I didn't know he was working with you now. That's awesome. Yeah, he's uh he's our chief of staff, senior director, I believe is his title. He's 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 taking all of the momentum that we see in the city and he's making sense of it and putting it in those three projects. So I love it. And I well, I thank him so much for introducing me to this. This is great. Awesome. 
Well, thank you, sir, for being a guest today. And we will, uh, I am sure this is not the end of our conversation. I'm sure we have more conversations to come, not to mention spunking. I can't wait for real. I know I get it. I mean, I'm with you. I'm, you've got me very intrigued. We need to, we need to, to find our St. Louis Splunker out there. Let's do it. All right, sir. Everyone out there who's been listening, this is Mishmash Podcast. And, you know, take that kindness up a level. Um, We need a lot more of it. We need the energy of kindness everywhere. And just, just be a part of that. Thank you all. Love you all. See you next time.